fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. There's a lot going on. They announced the uh, Democratic lineup for the next debate. We'll get into that. The new budget deal puts the final nail in the Tea Party coffin. Uh, also, Alana Mar. We begin there in one minute. This is the Glenbeck program. All right. Found out yesterday we have about 200 cabins uh, left. That's it. Uh, we got about 3,000 people coming with us on this ship. It's going to be a remarkable, remarkable cruise through history. We're going to go to Venice. Then we're going to uh, Athens, Croatia, Dubrovnik, which is the place where where they filmed. What was it? King's Landing? Is that what it did? Well, yeah, I'm asking you Game of Thrones, King's Landing. Is that what it was called? You didn't. All right. I think it was called King's Landing. Anyway, <laughs> it's a beautiful place. Uh, and then we're going to the Holy Land. I hear Jim Caviezel is coming uh, with us. We're going to watch the new film about Operation uh, Underground Railroad with Jim Caviezel. It's a major motion picture coming out next spring. And uh, we'll be one of the first audiences to be able to see it. Bill O'Reilly is coming. Uh, Rabbi Lappin, David Barton. We're going to have history museum there on the ship. It's going to be incredible. Once in a lifetime, only 200 cabins are left. If you've been thinking about it, now is the time to act. Go to ComeSailAway.com. ComeSailAway.com. Complete, inclusive. Uh, you don't have to bring even a wallet. Everything from the airport all the way to the return flight to the airport. Everything is covered. So go to ComeSailAway.com. ComeSailAway.com. Ilana Mar. Ilana Mar. Ilana Mar. So Alana Mar, we have our uh, special on her tomorrow, and you know we were trying to find a way to explain this whole marriage between her and her her brother, uh, and we had no idea how to uh, how to do that. We have, I mean, we we decided we were going to do it through kind of a do we did we name it that seventy show? It's a working title. <laughs> it's a yeah. working title. The show is tomorrow. You know, um, we have. Uh, because we were going through, it's kind of like All in the Family. It's a little like the Brady Bunch, maybe Gilligan's Island. We're trying to figure out a way because it's a very complex story, but one that everybody needs to understand. Because um, there are some felonies involved here. And it, uh, it the evidence is a little overwhelming. Now, we're going to bring you up to a place to where I think this needs to be going to a grand jury. There's just no, <laughs> there's just no way to, uh, there's just no way to go past this. Uh, at this point, it has to be answered by her, and and you know the FBI needs to be involved if anybody is interested. By the way, while everybody is uh, uh, focusing on the, the racism of Donald Trump, have, has anybody noticed what Alana Mar has done? Uh, she has uh, come out and and asked Congress to stop supporting uh, Israel and support the boycott and divestment yeah. of, uh, of Israel. I love that because people are like, well, one of the big pieces of evidence that she is anti-Semitic is this BDS movement. She's like, let's put it in the law. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> all, right. all right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you're not you're not fighting. I wouldn't say. Right. <laughs> it's like they're like, oh well, is it is Donald Trump racist? He uh, he said uh, you know he wanted uh, that the people on the the both sides are are, are good people. And then he's and then people question him about it. He's like, well, you know what? Uh, KKK is coming to visit me today. It's like, right. well, wait a minute. Wait. Whoa, whoa, are you? In just- fact, we're going to write it into law that they get a national holiday. <laughs> yeah. What? Like, okay, all right. I guess they solved that one for us. Right. Here she is. She says she's not. This is not anti-Semitic. She's just protecting the people, the Palestinian people, from the Israeli occupation. Uh, first of all, there's never been a country named Palestine, uh, and the so-called occupation is just the. Well, there's never been 94 just, genders either, but that didn't stop anything. <laughs> right. uh, so she says that uh, everybody should boycott Israel. Um, uh, and um, and she says that Jews have hypnotized the world. Uh, she has used tropes about, you know, the money-grubbing American Jews. It with, sounds so much better with this music in the background. It does, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Mm-hmm. With, uh, you know, they, they have dual loyalties to Israel while spreading conspiracy theories about APAC. Um, she, uh, she says also that the, the Jews own the Republican Party. And uh, she has also scoffed at the idea <laughs> that Israel was... Even a democracy. I would laugh at the idea that Jews uh, own the uh, a Republican Party, except for the fact that that would be the typical way Republicans would do. It. Like the Republicans are there, and they still only get like twenty five percent of the vote yeah. from the group. <laughs> that that, that may be the evidence. <laughs> yes. That may be the evidence that they do it, and they do it kind of crappily, and never ever get any credit for it. Alan Omar. So our Alonimar update and our special is tomorrow. We ask you to subscribe to the Blaze if you're already a subscriber. Thank you so much. Um, this is going to be a this is going to be a good one. Um, I have a feeling there's a lot of comedy in this one. There is, and I, I'm I think it's most useful to people um, besides the fact they get to laugh and probably hear that song again uh, <laughs> and others and others and others. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost a musical. It's almost a musical at this point. It is. It uh, is. But I think uh, just being able to visually understand what she's being accused of is really important because it's really complicated. Yeah, and and that is honestly why we started with the Alanamar uh, <laughs> is because it's. It's so complex, and so we started, you know, we started with one 70s show, and then as we went, we were like, well, it might be more like this 70s show, and I'm not sure if we're going to, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to decide by tomorrow. It might be all of the 70s show uh, to try to explain uh, exactly what's happened. Uh, Now, I will tell you that Stu claims to have run out of time. Uh, to act out, be Alan Omar as a sock puppet. Uh, mm-hmm. He claims that, you know, I guess he's he's used to Shakespeare where they have weeks and weeks to memorize lines. <laughs> and uh, so I'm still trying to convince him uh, to play uh, Alan Omar as only Stu could play her as a sock puppet. Uh, that is on tomorrow's television broadcast Please sign up for The Blaze right now. You get Steven Crowder, Mark Levin, uh, all of them. There's like 40 now. And you can watch the shows whenever you want. Things are heating up at The Blaze TV. Sign up now. You'll save $10 if you use the promo code Glenn, blazetv.com, promo code Glenn. Did you see that AOC has a challenger now? Yes, I did see this. Yeah. I, I mean, you kind of 
have to believe that she's very safe in her particular district till the end of time? Well, maybe not. Well, the Republican challenger. Now, I understand that you get, you know, you get what you can take at, you know, places like her district. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is the Republican challenger. Um, She admitted to the New York Post that she voted for Barack Obama in 2008 and 2012. Okay. Well, all right. Okay. All right. That's happened. You know, there's some... There are a lot of people who did that. I mean, he won both elections. Yeah. You know, you're in New York City. Mm Mm-hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, probably Mm -hmm. hard to find Mm -hmm. people who didn't do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Last June, when Ocasio-Cortez won against the uh, Democratic incumbent, uh, she tweeted, Congratulations, Alexandria. Queens is headed in a new direction, and it's time for new leadership. Hashtag Yes. Well, I mean, I guess you could say they well, they certainly were headed in a new direction. And now maybe that was just the person saying, look, it's time for new leadership. So like almost like, uh-huh. uh, you know, announcing the campaign, you know, mm-hmm. maybe didn't mean All right, so- Ocasio-Cortez <clears throat> per se. So here's I mean, that would be, uh, you know, uh, you could claim that if it wasn't that she also posted with her congratulations the cnn article with the headline 28 year old democratic socialist just ousted powerful 10 current term congressman in new york okay that takes a little bit of the shine off of my theory there right then uh she tweeted on friday because people are like um wait are you really a republican she said well i was hopeful when aoc won uh, you know, she took on a Democratic political machine and won, but nothing's changed since. Why? Because she's only been focused on her fame and politics of division and hate. We deserve and expected better. That's why I'm running. How did you expect better <laughs> from her? Right. And and hope for what change again? What change? Real socialism this time, right. not just, <laughs> not just <laughs> celebrity socialism? <laughs> I don't. I, I really. Huh. That's really interesting. Hmm. So. The Republicans are at it again. But the good news is, if you get her in, she's not going to stand in the way of any of these evil Republicans that uh, want to cut spending. Oh, oh, thank you. It's so close. Because they are these fiscal hawks out there. It's (laughs) whoa. Calm down, guys. I mean, we have to have a few dollars to run the country. Mm -hmm. I mean, they all these Republicans. The cupboard is bare. Oh, it is. It is. uh, There's almost nothing left, as Nancy Pelosi told us. And we at the time, I thought, disagreed. But apparently not. (laughs) Apparently not. Apparently not. We know that Donald Trump doesn't disagree. He believes in debt. He said that in one of the. Uh, uh, you know, one of the uh, uh, debates that he doesn't have a problem with debt. He believes in debt. Okay, well, some debt right. is, is okay. Yeah, some this, debt is okay. This one um, increases uh, by two trillion dollars by 2021. Another two trillion dollars. What are we up to? 22? Are we going to be at 24 by by uh, 2021? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. At least that would be good. Yeah, at least yeah, yeah. And that's of course. If everything goes right. If everything goes right. Remember, we're in a, in a, in a very good economic time. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that we're going into all these deficits when the economy is good mm. might lead you to think there's a problem if the mm. economy gets bad. Well, the good news is, is saying that we're, we're spending it on uh, all of our sunny days. What's great is when the rainy day comes, there are going to be so much money in the bank for us to be able to handle it. Because we're beating 
many of the deficits from the economic collapse now. We're getting to the point where we're putting up trillion-dollar deficits when we're having a great economy with basically full employment. Yeah. So if the economy, and I'm sure it's obviously going to be good till the end of time, there's never going to be a downturn. Never a downturn. As long as it stays as perfect as it is right now, mm-hmm. we'll only have $24 trillion mm-hmm. of debt mm-hmm. or, or a little more, plus right. $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities mm-hmm. and more. It did you- <laughs> and what? And more. Uh, did you hear that Elizabeth Warren is warning now of an economic catastrophe? Elizabeth Warren is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I, I just. Because we're spending too much money. We're I'm spending- sure that's what Elizabeth Warren <laughs> is concerned about. Well, she said, I warned about an economic crash for years before 2008, but the people in power wouldn't listen. Now I'm seeing a serious warning sign in the economy again. And I'm calling on regulators and Congress. <laughs> She bores the snot out of me Mm -hmm. Uh, to act before another crisis costs America's families, their homes, their jobs and their savings. Warning lights are flashing, whether it's this year or next year. The odds of another economic downturn are high and growing. Congress and regulators should act immediately to tamp down these threats before it's too late. Now, she said that yesterday and boy, do I have some commentary on it. But I thought we'd we'd flip it over to CNN. Now, Stu. I got a gun to your head. I'm going to pull a trigger if you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Which do you? What do you bet CNN is going to say about Elizabeth Warren and her warning on the economy and that Trump has just let things go out of control? I mean, uh, uh, with no knowledge on this situation, I would definitely say that uh, they would probably be harsh on Trump because they don't know how to do anything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. I would think that they would blame Trump and mm-hmm. say that's why Elizabeth Warren is right. And, and seeing this, she's a social justice warrior. Sure. It's got to be great. And, and Elizabeth Warren's solutions got to be wonderful. That's Correct. how you fix it. Listen to CNN. She's proposing some solutions that actually might create another crisis. Now, let me explain each of those. Number one, Mm -hmm. she points to several data points that say, you know, the alarm bells should be ringing for a financial crisis. Well, one of the things that she points to is the level of corporate debt. Now, while risky loans to corporations have increased post-financial crisis, the ability for those companies to keep up with payments has also increased. So we're not seeing the kind of default rates that would be alarming at this point. Now, I'm not saying that's not a metric we should be paying attention to. All I'm saying is that Elizabeth Warren is shaping this conversation in a way that's politically convenient for her. Now, as far as her policy proposals, she is recommending lowering rents, uh, afford, uh, offering affordable child care, offering free tuition at colleges. All of that costs money, and the American public should be asking, how do you pay for it? One way would be to increase taxes. Another way is to increase government debt. This is the, this is the issue that the American people should be actually focused on, because and many experts say if we don't get control of our debt over the next 10 years, we could be facing a fiscal crisis, and that would be extraordinarily harmful to our economy. I'm sorry. I think you're on the wrong network. I'm I'll let you in here. I, yeah, I, I think I it's time you leave, ma'am. I expected I expected the door of her studio to be broken down and the CNN police come in and just gag her and drag her away. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. Wait a minute. Hang on just a second. You're defending the economy. And you're also tearing down socialist policies. Um, 
Have we all slipped through another wormhole? Are we on yet another Earth where occasionally somebody on CNN says something that just doesn't bash Trump and instead bashes a progressive social justice warrior? I'll get back to you. I'll, I'll let you know if she still has a job by the end of the day. Then we'll know. All right, so uh, you got a car. It's got 5,000, 150,000 miles on it. Doesn't matter. You don't have a warranty on it anymore. Yeah, it's five years old. When do you think all the parts are going to start running out? Yeah. About the time your warranty runs out. At least that's what it seems like happens on mine. I swear, it's like it's timed. It's like it's got some sort of self-destruct button in the car when as soon as the warranty Runs out, it's like, oh, gee, all these expensive parts. You know, it might be easier just to get a new one. No, I want to drive my car until the doors fall off. Uh, car Shield can help you do that. 1-800-CAR-6000. Now, it's done that for me. I've got two trucks that, uh, you know, I really take care of. Uh, but I also, uh, they work hard. I've got two of these trucks. They're, what, 2000, maybe eight. And the other one's 2014. And they have long past their warranty. And CarShield has saved me a buttload of hassle and money. Please sign up. Pay you just all you do is you just pay it monthly, and then when something happens, you're covered. They have the roadside assistance. They have the rental car. If yours is in the shop, you can take it to the dealership. Doesn't matter. You don't wait for them to pay you. They pay the place directly. It's great. It's carshield.com. Carshield.com. Stop worrying about that repair. 800-CAR-6000. 1-800-CAR-6000. Use the promo code back at carshield.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. Elon I'm excited for tomorrow's show. You? It's going to be a big one. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe we should burst in with breaking coverage of Robert Mueller's testimony in which he reads from the document he's already printed and handed and distributed to everyone. This will be really fascinating at that time when he says the line that we already heard, um, but we had to read it last time, and this time he's going to say it. So that's going right. to be a lot different. Right. That is going to be riveting. Yeah. Remember when he was uh, when he gave his press conference and said, uh, Congress, don't call me to testify because I have nothing new to say. Everything in that report is my testimony. So it's going to be exciting. It's amazing listening to the political analysts talk about this. They're like, you know, this is going to be a huge moment in Washington. And, you know, Robert Mueller has said he's not going to give any new information. But, you know, in today's day and age, it is important for the person who did the report to read from it so that you can, so people can hear it because they're not going to read the report. It's like, Okay, well, I, I think uh, maybe if there was something in the like, entire collusion part of it, they'd be more fascinated with it, right? Like, it's the fact that, like, you're, you're saying, well, there's no collusion, but there could have been some things that may have, if people acted in a slightly different way, may have been obstruction of justice. And we want to ask him about that. And, and he's already said, if you ask me, uh, what, do I think he's guilty of obstruction of justice? I'm going to say the thing that I said in the report which is we couldn't clear him, but we couldn't, you know, there wasn't enough uh, there for Yeah, but why? Thing. 
Well, we couldn't clear. There's a 448 page document. I hope, you know, I hope he honestly, he does is he takes a copy of the document and he just, every time they ask him a question, it go, hold on, let me refer to my document. And then just flips slowly through the pages. One, two, <laughs> three. And then it's like page 271. And then he reads from page 271, the exact paragraph that where he answered the question. I mean, he was thorough. I don't think anyone's saying uh, that he was not. A th- this was not a thorough analysis of the situation. He he micro analyzed every single thing that basically Donald Trump did from 2016 to 2018, uh, and before that, and in some mm-hmm. cases. Uh, so, I, I don't understand what they they think they're going to get out of this. I think they're looking for that viral moment, which is this is a this is the freaking U.S. government. That's running a hearing because they want to get a viral moment where he yeah, states I think something that he's already said. If, if I were to be fair, which is still stupid of mm-hmm. them to do, but if I were to be fair, I could say maybe what they hope is they see damaging stuff in there. Mm-hmm. They see damaging stuff, but the American people just won't read it. So we need to put on a little cake and circus show. That is basically and what they're bring arguing. everybody in. Mm-hmm. And uh, that way, when he says it and it's a cake and circus show. They're really going to be upset. Wow, you think that little of the American people. Yes, they As do. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to think maybe I do too, to some degree. So, <laughs> You're listening to Glenn Beck. It's been a great summer. Summer's all about fun, but it's... Um, it's, to, it's time to call it a day if you want to keep the heat on the outside. It is so incredibly hot. And I was on a plane this weekend, and they were like, and uh, if you'll, everybody will keep your uh, window shades closed because uh, it gets very hot here on the tarmac. We're like, yeah, I know. Somebody, we landed, somebody opened up one of the windows, and they're like, please keep the window shades closed. It was amazing. But that thing, I mean, it's just become a furnace with the windows in it. That's the same with your house. If you don't have shade, shutters, or drapes, man, when this sun beams in, you are you are spending so much money on air conditioning. That's why we don't have any windows in this in this building. You know, have no windows, no light, not coming. And that's in. why it's thirty-one degrees in here today. I love it. Anyway, uh, if you want to get uh, uh, some blinds to take care of the heat in your house or the cold in the winter, or if you just want to make a big difference in the look of your house go to blinds.com right now save up to 40 percent for a limited time blinds.com promo code back so if you want to get the ilan omar special it's tomorrow night blaze tv.com promo code is glenn save 10 bucks Man, I'm really excited to welcome a brand new sponsor to the show, Tecovis. I know how ridiculous a great pair of boots can cost. Tecovis makes great boots and accessories. They sell their boots directly to the customer, so their boots are half the price of anything that's even similar in quality. They're all handmade with a 200-step process with only the best materials. Their entire line honors the timeless traditional boot styles. No silly stitch or sequins or loud colors or anything else. These are just great boots like my grandfather would have worn. With Tecovis, there's no need to break them in. They arrive already ready to be worn immediately, comfortably. They're easy to order with tremendous customer service. Tecovis always has free shipping and free returns. Check out their boots and their clothing and accessories right now. Tecovis.com slash back. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash back.
Forget the political unrest. Forget about, uh, uh, you know, civil disobedience. Forget about the debt. Iran. We brought Pat in to talk mm-hmm. about the real issue of the day. <laughs> Welcome to Pat Gray. Yeah, thank you. Yes, yes. it has to be discussed. Uh-huh. It, is Tom Brady a good parent or not? Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Finally, somebody, <laughs> Finally, is, finally somebody is addressing asking this. Asking the question uh-huh. that must be asked. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, we had last year, you remember this, and I think we disagreed on, on, the, on the kiss with the 11-year-old son. Uh, I found it disturbing. I think you you were okay with it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made out for like fifteen minutes. They did not make know. out. They did not make out. <laughs> it was disturbing. No, it it's like okay, stop. And now he went cliff diving in Costa Rica uh, with his six year old daughter. Now this one is pretty scary. This one's a little different because first of all, why do you post this on Twitter? You're just opening yourself up to it. Yes, and whether I agree or not with that. Tom Brady's cliff dives with his daughter, that's not on my business. Yet he made it my business because Yet he made it my business. <laughs> he forced yeah, me to he take forced a stand. Me to take a stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's interesting because there's a lot of controversy and a lot of discussion. A lot of people are saying, "Hey, that's a good dad spending time with his daughter, doing you know unusual." Death defying. There are times, there are people that take their kids mountain climbing, all kinds sure. of stuff that I would never do. Never do. But that's the way their family is. I would not do this with my kids. But I he, wouldn't do it myself. The jump is what fifteen feet. It's yeah. It's not that the the, the jump height isn't as big of a deal no, as the rocks. As the rocks. The rocks are frightening because mm-hmm. if she lands on the rocks, you know, you're and badly that's injured if why not dead. He grabbed her. Right. Yes, because he, right. he grabs her as he's jumping in, and he sort of jerks her arm to make sure she clears the freaking rocks. Yes. She, she kind of goes in sideways. For right. those who, who are mm-hmm. watching this on Blaze TV, mm-hmm. we do have the video. Um, All right, go ahead and play the video. It's okay, there's She's standing there before her dad. Now he grabs her hand, and he seems mm-hmm. to be talking about what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Then he asks her if she's ready, mm-hmm. I think. You can't hear it. Yeah, but, yeah and, and she, she shooks her head, yes. Yeah. Okay. Now they're One, ready. Okay, here we go. Two, three. And, oh, oh, hesitation. So he has to pull her. Okay. He has to jerk her arm and separates her shoulder. And uh, <laughs> separates her shoulder. She's <laughs> swimming. It breaks a rotator cuff. She's, no, she's and, swimming uh, to it. <laughs> I think this is, if, if, if he was like, you're going to jump. You're going to jump. Daddy, I do I don't think jump. I don't think it was I don't that. think that was I it think at think all. Was I think she was like, I yeah, think that would okay, be fun. But she's six. Yes. Okay. At the moment of but actually doing it, it's going to be good different. Dad. He's a good dad because he did grab her. Is he if, a, is yes. he is he should he have taken that risk right with his daughter? well the risk you're right? saying once that once the jump began and yes, she, she didn't want to jump dad, then he, he was a good dad had to pull her away from right. sudden right. death yes, yes. Uh, the question is do you put her in that situation at right. 6 years old now oh, let's i would say stop treating our children like they're complete Imbeciles. Oh, okay. it said treat them like acme anvils and throw them off of mountains. <laughs> no, I didn't say throw them off of mountains. <laughs> this is she different. said, assuming that she said, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. Okay, but here's the thing. You have to jump. You have to jump Whoa. past those rocks. I know you're capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. You have to jump past the rocks. It's fear that will hurt you. 
right. you have fear, it will hurt you. I'm good, Dad. I'm good. Are you sure? Yes, I'm good. Okay, let's go. She walks out to the cliff. You'll notice she's there first. She walks out to the cliff. I'm good. Are you sure you want to do this? Yes. I'm sure all that took place. Right. right but but why then, take the chance? Well, yeah. And second, Because he knows he's going to grab her and pull her over in case. And separate her shoulder and break her rotator cuff. <laughs> she did not break her rotator cuff or separate her shoulder. I, I will say. And she's clearly a very good swimmer. She's yeah. swimming to him. Yeah. Yeah, or at least a swimmer. We don't know that she's a very good swimmer, but she's a swimmer. Um, you skip over a very important part of the parenting there, however, is when your six-year-old says, yeah, I really want to do that, you have an opportunity as a father to say no. No, it's And not that's safe. when you as a father have to know your six-year-old kid and know if they are capable of doing it or not. And right, and he obviously chose incorrectly and that she didn't want, not want no, to jump. No, how many times? I've, I've got the greatest, mm-hmm. I have the greatest thing. Uh, of Rafe and I jumping into the pool. George Lang was at our house. Have you ever seen this series of pictures? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I used I have. to have them in our bathroom in New York. Mm-hmm. And there was this whole series of pictures of the two of us running. And he's like, and he must have been about six. And he's like, let's jump in. Let's jump in. And I'm like, okay, I'll beat you. And then whoever gets in first uh, wins. All right. So we're running. And you're in your full clothes. Right? I'm in my clo- I'm in a suit. Yeah. And so we're running. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so we're mm-hmm. running, and we get to the edge. One, two, three. I jump. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it's not because <laughs> he thought it was funny. He just, at the last minute, was like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm not going to jump. Right. Well, we know that's mm-hmm. what happens with mm-hmm. six-year-olds, right? Well, that's but, why right. yours is not a life. But there wasn't a why I if you were but jumping That's from. why I didn't grab his arm on yeah. the way in. Right. And he didn't even move. He didn't hesitate. She mm-hmm. hesitated. And... I can guarantee you, it's not her just standing there that made him grab her arm. It's mm-hmm. the fact that she went and hesitated. Oh, yeah. And that hesitation That's... is what will kill you. Yeah. He had to pull yeah. her in. and He she, had to. She basically landed she on top of her. badly hurt. It could have been really bad. Why are we even talking this? Yeah, she's was, fine. I, I, yeah, she's fine. And I will say, like, I think. Would you do that with your daughter? Because she's about that age, isn't she? Yeah, she's six. Yeah. Would um, you do that with her? No, I would no. Not. Not, no. not. Not in that situation. I either. But just because, like, you know, she's a great swimmer. I mean, she, you know, she's a great swimmer. I wouldn't do I that think, with my wait, 30-year-old daughter. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> All right, honey, wait, let's like, take your hand. Come on. Yeah. Okay, now wait a minute. Would you do it if you had a very, a very daredevilish kind of child at six? No, no she is. Were, I'm the adult. She lives. My daughter Ainsley lives life head first. That's that's how she lives it. And she is a daredevil, and she will do anything. Would you? Um, would you take would, that risk if you were a world class athlete and knew that you well, could? Let's help yeah, your, like, put a hypothetical to a person who can just answer it. Of course, I, I am. I am <laughs> as a, a Canadian sports celebrity. Yes, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. That. So yeah, soon, yeah, yeah, Glenn? Yeah, 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 <laughs> no, I mean, look, I I hated Canadian <laughs> yeah. sports celebrity. Number one, so <laughs> the social media thing here is is overblown. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, right? Number two, Tom Brady in every way is a horrible human being uh and he should have all of his super bowl rulings taken away beyond that remember, beyond he should that, be in prison he should be he in should prison be in for prison. his football crimes. and then the patriots won't have him right. as quarterback yes anymore. i'm fine with all okay, of that but, so but, you guys are saying you're not biased no right exactly no, we're not biased. what if he inflated his daughter just a little bit more than she <laughs> he should probably have been did yeah he but probably did the yeah. larger lesson here though more than anything else because look Jumping off this clip, is it a great idea? It's one of those things that as soon as I started it as a dad, I'd be like, what am I thinking here? Like, what is the upside of this? Like, she yeah. could die. Yeah. So, like, I don't think it was a great decision. That being said, the real only real lesson here, though, is 
If you're thinking, hey, it'll be cute to have this picture, and then it comes out like that, where you have to jerk her arm into the water and she almost lands on your head. Then don't post then it. Then don't freaking post it. Yeah. Like, let's be honest about it. You just right. don't post it, and then you just but avoid all this nonsense. That's, that's the, the other interesting only, part. That's the only part mm-hmm. that shows to me that he's a just a bad judge of anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. That you thought, yeah, I'll post this. But, again... What does he carry? He's the perfect life. I mean... He's got, you know, what, six Super Bowls. Giselle's mm-hmm. his wife. He's got, uh, you know, unlimited amounts of money. His wife is making you, more money than he is. Listen to that. Listen to that. Mm-hmm. You take his his picture-perfect life, and you just assume that it's all good. Do you realize <laughs> how many times he has to drive to the bank? Yeah, to mm. deposit all that money? Right. Oh, well, he, he is. He, he might is, have direct deposit. Maybe he probably he doesn't has, have to take the I'm going to assume he bank. has direct deposit. Still, he has to... <laughs> Look in. I mean, it's he does easy. have to look at the account. And there's a lot of numbers there to read. It's easy when yeah. you don't have a lot of numbers or the numbers are small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got yes. to figure out how much do I have. How many homes can I buy it? with how all many? this money? He doesn't. Can it, I get another? I've got his one life in- is hell, Stu. <laughs> his life is hell. Think of this. Uh-huh. He's he's a he's a good looking uh-huh. what eight time Super Bowl champion, six, six time Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion. champion. Would have been seven if but the Eagles beat him. Yeah. Uh, uh, so he's got all that going on, and do you know how many good-looking women he has to turn down every day? Oh well, because gosh. he's married to one of the most beautiful women in the world. That's so, yeah, beside the point. That's interesting. That's when he started to get with that woman, he it wasn't because he was turning away other women from his previous marriage. But that's a whole, <laughs> whole other story. We'll just forget that little detail. Yeah. All right. All right. Tommy, you, you really shouldn't post anything yeah. online. Right. Uh, you shouldn't post anything. And I'm, I want to say, Pat and I are not biased against him in any way. That's just to, it's no, just I so think it's a, clear. No, I think the nothing to do with the, no, the audience one day winning the Super Bowl again. No, no exactly. Instead of the New England Patriots. Right, exactly. Nothing no, to I, do with that. Nothing I think the audience knows this. They okay. know. Yeah, they felt it. Yeah. I think they did. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 Thank you so yes, much for the fair and un, <laughs> unbiased uh, reporting on that story. I appreciate it. Somewhere in America, right now, within the sound of my voice, there's a man every day that knows that the days kind of blend into the next one when you're working on the range. The sun rises and the sun sets through a filter of plume dust and the sound of thousands of hooves as God's creatures seek forage. The man most comfortable atop of his horse in this modern age is a man who works, works hard, works steady, and his eyes never stray too far out ahead of the path that lies before him. To him, the boot is every bit the same importance as the saddle. It's got to be comfortable, has to be durable. It has to be imbued with that sense of purpose. And beyond that, perhaps it has to take on the sense of the age it seeks to protect. Well, Tecovis makes just what that man needs. Just as it was in the time when the boot came from, a handshake is all you need. That's why this man, and many more like me, Go to Tecovis for our boots. It only takes 200 steps to manufacture a pair of Tecovis boots. They're built to be comfortable right out of the box. Handmade with high-quality, full-grain leathers by world-class bootmakers. Tecovis. The boots come in uh, lizard, alligator, some of the world's most exotic leathers. And by selling them directly to you, Tecovis ensures that their product is either half the price of similar boots or twice the quality of a similar-priced boot. Check out their site now at tecovis.com slash back. 
if you're on the range with just a portable transistor radio, you don't have access to the Internet, maybe when you get home. Go to tecovis.com slash Beck. Anything leather you might need, you're going to find there. High-quality belts, bags, wallets, even great jeans. I know it's strange to order boots online, but it's remarkable how easy and accurate the process is, and they have free shipping and free returns, so ordering them is risk-free. And it's a money-back guarantee. You can just send them back in if it's not right. Again, handshake is all it takes. Tecovis. Find your pair today at tecovas.com slash B-E-C-K. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. Tecovas.com slash Beck. Walk where you were meant to walk. So Boris Johnson uh, has been elected the prime minister now of England, which I think is really exciting. No, not a surprise. He was expected uh, to win relatively easily. Uh, he is saying that he could theoretically do the no plan Brexit, uh, which is something that terrifies many. Although I don't, I'm not as worried about it. Uh, I mean, I, we've listened to Daniel Hannon talk about it, who is yeah. the guy on this topic, and yeah. he's not that all that concerned about it. Yeah. It would be great if they can get a deal. Uh, you know, I think that's a, that's the better outcome if it's a good deal. You don't just take anything. And the way Theresa May was handling it, it was basically a take-anything situation. It's pretty amazing. This is their Independence Day. The October, what is it, 30th? 31st. 31st. 30th that's, that's, their, that's their Independence Day. That's their July 4th. We are reclaiming and, yeah, we're just one of many, but we're going to stand on our own now. The world has gotten kind of kind of boring, though. Like, we had founders who were, like, you know, in you know bars, like, arguing these things, and then they... They sign their life away on a document, and then a war breaks out. They're like, well, we'd like to break away from this bureaucracy. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, don't you know. be- Let's, I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, maybe we won't do it. Maybe we will. <laughs> Let's see. Like, that's a, well, it's, it's a little it's, less boring. I mean, a, eh, you got Boris Johnson in there now. Boris will make it interesting. Boris will make it very, very interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm interested to see exactly how he how he behaves. You know, he wasn't that good of a mayor. Um but it, it he, didn't work out for the mayor. Yeah, no, it didn't work out. I mean, I think he served two terms as mayor, uh, but he is also a conservative and conservatives are not liked in uh, in London, you know, in London. Uh, yeah. It's like in New York, you know, you're not really going to hide. You know, you're not going to you're not going to put, uh, you know, uh, George Bush as the mayor of of uh, New York. It's interesting to his career. Basically, the reason people know who he is, is he was a. A journalist who mm-hmm. covered kind of like the the eu situation right um you know and it, it, he went european affairs basically and he was th- accused many times of just blatantly making up quotes that weren't mm-hmm. even real mm-hmm. uh and he seems to at at, at at times admitted it just being like yeah, yeah, oh, yeah well yeah it's like a little look it was uh it was it was the you know, it was the general vibe of of the situation like well but this person doesn't exist yeah but it was the general you know what i'm saying and like people are just like oh okay well he's got kind of messed up kind of it seems like nice he kind of has the the donald trump effect that he can kind of get away with stuff um because you know he's he strangely even though he's from the upper crust uh he strangely relates to the average everyday working guy yeah it's kind of like donald trump you know, he's, he, I mean, the guy's got, a, the guy has, you know, 
I know the report says this, but they mean this differently. He has a golden shower. He has an actual shower that's gold. (laughs) The only kind of golden shower Donald Trump's getting. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, you know, and but and yet the people who are, you know, lower middle class, they relate to him where Hillary Clinton was upper class and nobody related to her. He's kind of still a man of the people. Same thing with Boris Johnson, even though he went to Oxford and, and everything else. Oh, gosh, you have to think that the, the Democrats every once in a while have to stop and think to themselves, what were we doing? I mean, they basically ran Hillary Clinton unopposed. Mm-hmm. Like they just handed her the, pres- the, the nomination for the mm-hmm. presidency. And here is someone who is th- one of the most unpopular figures in American politics. And they're like, yeah, just give it to her. Because she, remember she finished second last time to that guy we had no idea who he even was? Like, why on earth did they do that? Like, Bernie Sanders is, he's not even a Democrat, he's an independent. He gets in there and all, you know, wins 45% of the vote or whatever it was. They just handed it to her. They ran no one against her. That is an, that will be looked back in the history books as fascinating. Let's see who they run this time. It may be a repeat. Yeah, (laughs) very well. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You can find more top stories at theblaze.com. I'm Hillary. That's your four-minute buzz. And now here's Glenn Stewart with the second hour of our show. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the program. Let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It's American Financing. American Financing. Home buying season is upon, uh, is upon us, and real estate conditions are looking excellent for most of the country, and equity is on the rise. Rates are low. Prices are affordable. Your dream home is within reach, whether it's your first home, your next home, or your forever home. And in just 10 minutes, you can start the pre-approval process. May I recommend American Financing? I've known them for years. I trust them to serve my family and trust them to serve yours. They're family-owned and operated and receive stellar ratings from customers just like you. You'll work with knowledgeable professionals who are salary-based. They're genuinely in it for you. No upfront fees, custom loans, and fast closings. This is the way they do business. Take advantage of today's real estate market. Prices have stabilized. Inventory is good. Now may be the best time to buy a home. What are you waiting for? Call right now. AmericanFinancing.com. AmericanFinancing. I'm sorry. Dot net. AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. America's home for home loans. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. Are you woke enough? Are you woke enough to uh, wax uh, uh, male body parts on a on a guy who is claiming to be a woman? Are you, I'm trying to I'm trying to be Having a little issue I'm having here, an Mr. issue here. I'm trying to. You know, you nominated for the Radio Hall of we're Fame. We're talking year? about things that <laughs> I've never, in 40 years of broadcast, mm. ever had to talk about waxing a guy's. And I, here we are. We do that in one minute. Can you submit this to the Hall of Fame for <laughs> don't, this no is the consideration? I don't think so. People are asking uh, if the X chair is really as comfortable as we say it is. I want to tell you something. I don't advertise things I don't want to advertise. I don't advertise things because of the money. I take the advertising um, because I believe in it. If I'm voicing it, if I'm telling you about it, I've used it or I approve of it, uh, and I've seen it in action. The X chair, I'm sitting in it right now. Believe me, I would not be sitting. You would never know what chair I'm sitting in. 
If this wasn't really as comfortable as I said, I would not be sitting in it. Sitting in it every day for three hours. What a nightmare that would be. Stu's sitting in it now. He thought it was comfortable in the factory settings. Then I showed him last last week mm-hmm. how to set it. And he said, even better than I thought. I think it's important when you go to a new pizza restaurant to get your first slice of cheese. So you get a basis of understanding how good the pizza is. And mm-hmm. then you can start piling on toppings. Right. That's my theory. Well, you the are a connoisseur of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So uh, check it out for yourself. They have a, um, you know, they have a money back guarantee right now. X chair is on sale for a hundred dollars off. Just go to X That's X chair, B E C K.com. One eight, four, four X chair. If you want to call them one eight, four, four X chair or X chair Go there now. And you, when you order, use the, code x wheels and you're going to receive a free set of the new x wheels with your x chair they have the x basic or x1 through x4 they have the chair that will fit your body and your budget it's xchairbeck.com Stu, would you just do me? Let, let's just let's just make this into uh, like a, a Mad Lib, and you just take random words that you <laughs> have and you fill in. Uh, okay. Blank, okay. Sure. All right. You got it. Sounds great. Female waxer who has declined now to handle a male. Um, that's where you fill in any just any it. word. Uh, okay. A female waxer who declines to handle male berries. Well, there's more than just the berries. Twigs and berries. Twigs and berries Mm -hmm. could uh, face uh, legal consequences. At least uh, this might soon be possible in the woke insanity, otherwise known as Canada. This comes from a recent recent British Columbia Human Rights Tribunal hearing. I don't like the word tribunal. Doesn't that sound like (laughs) it's like you're in real trouble? You know, going to court's one thing. A tribunal hearing. Right. Sounds Sounds like like a gulag. Maybe committed some genocide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, Jessica Yaniv uh, brought a complaint against uh, Marcia Da Silva, a woman who runs a waxing service from her home. Complicating matters, Yaniv, despite identifying as a woman, sports the full package of male... Uh, two oranges and a banana. I don't. I was hoping that you would, you know, come up with something a little less graphic. Oh, okay. But this yeah. is, well, I uh, you didn't, you were not clear of the rules of this game. Just said pick some random words and just okay, throw it. them mm-hmm. in there. According to the Toronto Sun, Yaniv responded to an advertisement De Silva posted on Facebook and sought out De Silva's waxing services. However, uh, upon learning that Yaniv retained his, her junk, <laughs> this is right, this is much better, right? You wanted to. De Silva said that she was no longer comfortable performing the waxing. As she only offered female waxing services and not services on male hoo-hahs. <laughs> I have no problem with the LGBT people, De Silva said. In fact, she was willing to offer waxing services for a transgendered woman who uh, had lopped off the 
so I had the the okay um lopped uh the uh invading uh no, reproductive organs <laughs> no this is because no. like, that person didn't want just, those organs just so they were invading just, they're invasive okay. it was like an invasive species and that attacked them at birth and now has mm-hmm. a female uh <laughs> see I'm you're sucking think. this I suck at just this. I open up a book. Just open up okay. a book. Just open up. There's a book over there. Just open up a book and just start grabbing words. Just any word. First See time that Tim Alberta's new book is used in this way. <laughs> uh, I believe, at least. Uh, all right. Uh, her waxing services ah. for chen- transgendered women who had undergone reassignment surgery and had lost their Romney. <laughs> now see this works that's much better Uh, to the average outsider this seems a perfectly reasonable response to the woke identitarian left it's an act of bigotry yanov charged that da silva was discriminating against her on the basis of her gender identity Mm -hmm. such discrimination is barred under canadian law during the hearing, Yanad even conf- compared De Silva's refusal to uh, to wax her Boehner. As That's an unfortunate <laughs> one. It didn't work out well. <laughs> as an, but it's in the book. As an act of neo-Nazism. Mm-hmm. Naturally, comedians and parody accounts filled the day. So here is the um, here's the problem. She said on an on another level, this is no laughing matter. Mm. While yes, wax my prebus bigot uh, case is just one isolated incident, but it shows how the identitarian left is rapidly advanced from pursuing equality, which involves the freedom from oppression to seek the justice and version of justice, which includes the freedom to force your views or yourself on more literally onto others. This version of social justice poses a threat to a free society. If you could, if if Yanov could have gone to a waxing service that accepted both the male um, Bannon and the female uh, Kushner, or even it could be a Bannon. It's actually right, go ahead. <laughs> They sound those words. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, or even bought it a do your do it yourself at home kit. She didn't. Instead, mm-hmm. she relentlessly re- re- pursued this case to try to browbeat her fellow citizens into submission. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now here's the problem. Uh, you know, anybody who you know said, "Oh, they can just make a wedding cake." Now you're having to uh, also handle the man's uh, baner. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and is that right? Do you have a right to say no? How can you not have a right to say no to touch another person's genitals? How, how like, are, isn't this the Me Too party? You're going to force women to touch male genitals because of some ridiculous uh, corner you've backed yourself in on wedding cakes. I mean, it's completely ridiculous, but if you believe that someone should be forced to write words on a cake, then you absolutely have to go along with us. Absolutely. It's a completely consistent. And isn't it strange that you have to get permission 
to touch someone's genitals and they can and and they can take that permission away or say i didn't give you permission and then it's sexual harassment and you're in trouble Mm -hmm. um but you can't say no to touching someone's genitals if they are asking you uh and paying you money as part of your job it seems almost mildly inconsistent (laughs) i think is what you're getting at it does it does but I mean, I really don't understand how you disagree with it. Like there is, you can make the, there's some sort of like, well, that seems like it's crossing the line argument, but you don't have a, you don't have an actual consistent moral argument. I don't think there, I mean, look, the easy way here is to err on the side of individual freedom, which we do in this country and Canada, you know, it's not their gig, right? Like that's not, that's not the, they don't have the constitution that we have. They don't have the founding that we have. So you expect things like this to happen in Canada, but that one's coming here. Now, don't you think that maybe feminists would want to stand up for some? I, I mean, be frank with you. I mean, once you've had the reassignment surgery, oh, Franks and Beans—that's a good one. <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once you've had the Franks and Beans removed, mm-hmm. uh, you're still the same gender you're still a you're still a guy on the inside you're still a guy however you know you've 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 committed to it yeah you've at least somebody who comes in and says you know i want my my meat and vegetables polished Mm -hmm. uh that's that's not i mean you're telling feminists are telling women you got to do that Right. And you know what? What's funny about it is the reason why they have to be consistent on this and say, yeah, you got to go up, you know, the the Franks and Beans are there. You got to go do it on the Franks and Beans is because for their worldview to have any level of consistency, they can't admit that that's a man. They have to say that that is a woman on the table with the Franks and Beans. Do you think they care about consistency Uh, or is it just forcing people to comply? In all ways, force people right. to comply. Oh, I think that's part of it. But I mean, if you, you, you have to admit something that fundamentally they can't admit. They can't admit that this is, a, this is not a, uh, a, a girl. This is a boy. Uh, this is not a man. Uh, this is a woman. They, ha- they can't say that this is one gender. They have to act as if it's real, right? That's, that's the, the foundation of this entire issue is all of these conversations revolve around this premise that something we all know is not true must be pre- we must pretend that it is true and if we all pretend that it is true maybe it will become true no it, it but that's won't. not how the world works no that is not how things happen we can all say hey we really care about the national debt but you know what <laughs> we don't <laughs> surprise surprise we don't care at all and I think it's one of those situations where the real there are certain things that test these realities, and it's the only way I think you push back on it. Honestly, like they, they, you know, the sports thing is another one of them. You know, when your your sixteen year old daughter gets destroyed by a sixteen year old boy in a race that she's worked really hard for, parents tend to get pissed off about it. When your twenty well, four year old daughter wait. works at a waxing place and is waxing guys franks and beans every day because some activist is telling you that they're not franks and beans or that women can have franks and beans, that is that is a situation where it tends to test people's patience with your little story. Things tend to break down like they're breaking now. Right now, the the Democrats are pushing these 
uh, these ideas so hard and they are starting to be in they're starting to leave the classroom and actually be dealt in every person's house. They're dealing with it now in everybody's house. And you're and we're all coming home with our kids going, wait a minute, what are they teaching you? Wait a minute. Who was there in the library? Wait a minute. They asked you to wax what? It's starting to happen. Mm-hmm. And and people are here's why it has gotten out of hand so far is just like political correctness nobody wants to hurt anybody else's feelings mm-hmm. nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings and if that's what makes you feel better fine i'll i'll do it. but when push comes to shove and i've got to testify or i have to tell it to my children or i have to whatever no 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 wait 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 you can live your life that way and i'll i'll tolerate it and you'll tolerate me me leaving leading my life and we're not going to say bad things to each other but i'm not teaching my children that your thinking is is right or even healthy in some regards and it's moments like this where you know that they don't even believe it right if you're fighting back against a a, a woman uh and that because she has to wax a part she doesn't want to do where's your where's your feminism yeah you're admitting it you're admitting that you don't actually believe these things you're just saying them over and over again and trying to get people fired from their jobs if they say the opposite or getting deplatformed if they say the opposite now this this franks and bean story is (laughs) happening in canada but let me show you what's happening here in america in one minute Somewhere in America, right now, within the sound of my voice, there's a man who did everything right. He married a woman he loved. He married young, that fabled high school sweetheart, set upon the path of America righteousness. Every day he went to his job and he wore the right clothing. He worked hard. He was the best employee he could be. Every night he came home to his growing family, his children that he loved. He worked hard to balance the ambition and the drive he had in his career with the love and the care that they needed from him and... He wanted to give. In the end, it all panned out. But now, he's at home, and he's still working hard. He's 50, and the kids are blazing their own trails in the world. And because he works so hard, he's maybe earned an early retirement. It's on the horizon. And unlike those who can't stand a thing like that, he embraces it. No more stuffy suit, no more cramped office, no more, no more meetings about nothing. Nowadays, it's just jeans and a T-shirt for him and a pair of good quality, comfortable yet affordable boots. You know, it takes 200 steps to manufacture a pair of Tecovis boots. They're built to be comfortable right out of the box, handmade with high quality, full grain leathers by world class bootmakers. It's Tecovis boots. Tecovis start a company started right here in Texas. They come in lizard, alligator, some of the world's most exotic leathers. By selling them directly to customers, Tecovis ensures that their product is either half the price of similar boots or twice the quality of a, of a, of a similarly priced boot. Check out their site, tecovis.com slash Beck, tecovis.com. Any leather that you need, anything at all, they'll have it. You'll find it there. High quality belts and bags and wallets and even great jeans. Those aren't in leather. Those are just, you know, American denim. I know it's strange to order boots online, but it's remarkable how easy and accurate their process really is. They have free shipping and free returns, so ordering is risk-free. It's Tecovis. Great boots that feel great at a great price. Tecovis, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. 
Tecovis boots. 10 seconds, station ID. Now, before I get to America, there is there is one more part of the um, twigs and berries story from Canada. Uh, Jessica Yaniv, Yaniv, Yaniv. She's scheduled to appear before the Township of Langley Council in British Columbia, Canada, uh, to ask for permission for all bo- uh, all bodies swims at three community pools where individuals, including girls as young as twelve, will be permitted to be topless. Mm. Swim is for kids who identify as LGBTQ2S+. S, 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 S. Q, queer, two, two spirit. Two, is 2S two, two spirit or maybe. is S something else? I don't know. Maybe it's 2S. I thought it was 2 was by itself, but two I thought so S. too. And then 2S+. Plus. Snake. Because, I, I mean, Identifies if, if you're going to use a plus, it's a, a cop out, right? Just just call it plus. Or yeah. L plus. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got, we got that and all the other ones. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she is going to make sure it's a safe and inclusive environment for 12-year-olds to be topless. So, you know, again, it's it's completely fine. Mm-hmm. Let yeah, them be themselves. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good idea. 12 and up. Says the man who can't get his junk waxed. Did you just say the man? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I did. Uh, all right. Let me talk to you about America. I mean, a man is scheduling topless 12-year-old swimming uh, pool adventures. But he identifies as a woman. Right. But he identifies as a woman. So people are going to be like, oh, okay, sure. Just, just again, clear where, we're stand- where we stand here. How are we doing in America, Glenn? Well, in America, we have something called the um, Equality Act. The Equality Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, by adding gender identity as a protected classification in new federal civil rights law, it uh, is going to be used by activists, or could be used, to legally harass women who don't want to, you know, do things like, oh, I don't know, wax male junk. Regardless of whether those male private parts are attached to people who identify as a man or a woman. This is the case now in in Canada, but it is not about waxing. This is about business and individuals using their religion and their culture to refuse service to protected groups because they don't agree with it or the person and use that to illegally discriminate contrary to the British Columbia Human Rights Code and the Canadian Human Rights Code. Now, that's that's what they claim that this is just about your bigoted religion or you personally don't like someone and so you won't do it. The uh, Equality Act will have sweeping effects on girls' sports. The bill will require schools to include male athletes who identify as transgendered girls on female sports team. Male athletes in recent years have wrapped up victories in female athletics. Uh, And um, the Republican-controlled Senate is unlikely to hold a vote on the bill. However, Susan Collins, the only GOP co-sponsor in the Senate, uh, and all of the Democratic presidential candidates have lined up in support of the bill, promising to make its passage a top priority if elected. Look up the Equality Act. We have to do a special show on that in the coming weeks. It is, It will change everything in America literally change everything in america congratulations that's what we have if we don't stand firm 
and our ideas and ideals. You're listening to Glenn Beck. My pillow. My pillow. Uh, Mike Lindell actually got me fitted for my very own my pillow, and I never thought you needed to be fitted for a pillow. But apparently, it is the the inches that are between your ear and your shoulder as you lay down. Oh, it's vital. If you ever go to a hotel and they have those freaking pillows where your head just just goes like through the pillow right to the bottom. Oh, it's awful. What is the point of those? Those are not pillows. You have to fold them. It's like it's yeah, like it's, ten times over. It's like a club sandwich. By the time yeah. you're done, you just keep <laughs> folding them and stacking them. Uh, anyway, uh, there are those flatter pillows. And then there is the big, uh, thick pillow. I have the big, thick pillow. I tried the flat one, and I hated it. Uh, but I needed the big, thick one because I got a big, thick head. Mm. Uh, and it, I, I love this pillow. I don't. I used to like have to roll over and fluff it and everything else. You don't have to do that now. They're thirty four ninety nine per pillow. You can get two, two my pillows for sixty nine ninety eight. But the offer only is happening now at eight hundred nine six six thirty one seventeen. Use the promo code back or go to mypillow.com promo code back. BlazeTV.com, promo code Glenn for $10 off. Uh, get the Elon Omar special. It airs tomorrow night, 5 p.m. Eastern. Elon Omar, I'm excited. It's a it's a special show tomorrow. We call it our oh, oh, Elon Omar 70s show. That 70s show. We're, we're not sure which 70s show she's living. Uh, but if you, if you Google uh, Elon Omar... It's not going to come up with married to her brother. Google is taking care of that. It'll come up with uh, a lot of our husband, and uh, and it shows both husbands. But what it what it also shows it has immediately her husbands, and then the first story is unproven allegations that a lot of our married her brother explained. <sighs> Well, we're going to explain them on The Blaze tomorrow at 5 o'clock. It's a show you don't want to miss. Uh, it's uh, We're trying really hard to not make this into a total comedy show because it is, it's ridiculous to explain. And the only way we can explain it is, is through 70s sitcoms. So we're going to do that on tomorrow's show at 5 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. One, you can watch with the whole family. Uh, just uh, subscribe now to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code Glenn. That's uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code Glenn. Tomorrow, 5 p.m. Don't miss it. Alana Mar. Alexander Hammond, uh, Hammond we had on uh, yesterday. Uh, we wanted to touch base with him quickly here. Boris Johnson was elected. He's the new prime minister. Welcome, uh, Alexander. Hi, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Yes, he has done it. He is now, or tomorrow, he will be um, walking to number 10 Downing Street as the new prime minister to the UK. You know, that's one thing that we also don't do. We have like several months in between, but you guys go through these people like water. <laughs> we just get right to the point, Glenn. He's yeah, won 66% of a vote. He's got a clear consensus to enter um, and become our next prime minister, and he'll do so soon. Okay, so how he gets along with uh, Donald Trump, right? Yeah, so a few years ago, he maybe said not so nice things about Donald Trump. However, since Trump's been elected and since he's been in more senior positions, 
Um, the rhetoric's been far nicer. Um, earlier today, once it was announced that Boris will be the next prime minister, Trump tweeted him saying that he would be a great prime minister. Um, similarly, Ivanka Trump shared the sentiment. However, she said he'll be a great prime minister of the United Kingston. Um, a bit of a spelling error there, but that's OK. Still the same sentiment is being held. So, yeah, they get on. Um, and I'm seeing across so many commentators today across Twitter and everywhere else are saying how similar these two men are. However, I couldn't disagree more. I think they're fundamentally opposed in so many different ways. In what way? idea that they're the same. Well, firstly, Boris Johnson, he ran the Brexit campaign on the idea of creating more free trade to open the UK up to the world. Mm -hmm. Whereas Trump, I feel, has more protectionist uh, sentiments in regards to his trade wars. Brexiteers wanted a trade deal with China. Uh, Trump wanted a trade war with them. Okay, so hang Um, on. Let me let me let me answer these uh, as you go along. I agree with what you just said. You're absolutely right. However, Trump was one. Uh, Trump won because there was this feeling from the people that nobody in government was listening to the people and they were sick and tired of it. And that's what put him into office. Kind of the same thing. Nobody was listening to the people on Brexit and they got sick and tired of it. Okay, sure. So I agree that perhaps the sentiment behind people feeling disenfranchised and angry with the government did propel both Brexit and Trump. However, Mm -hmm. the rationale behind both votes were completely different. It was, for example, uh, Boris Johnson is pretty pro-immigration, for example, too. He Mm -hmm. favours the Australian point-style system, which basically sees immigrants fill our country um, depending on the skills they have and our current shortages in our economy. Um, whereas Trump, I, I think, is far, far more different on that. I think Trump um, would I, I, I think Trump would be OK with if we had a point system. We don't have a point. We have no system now. You just come on in. And you're like, hey, I, you know, I, 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 I like the red in your flag. And so I'd like to come in and we let you in. You don't have to have any anything to be let in. Okay, good. I've got you on this final point. So Boris Johnson, he I see he is a classical scholar. He is a historian. You mentioned yesterday how you yes. read his book on Churchill. Yes. Um, he often uses utterance from great ancient philosophers in his speeches. He does that all the time. Um, whereas I don't think we can apply the same intellectual rigor uh, to Trump's speeches. <laughs> if you believe, the way they come across. if you wish to dismiss the ancient wisdom of fortune cookies, <laughs> you may be right. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely not the same person. No. I mean, there's definitely differences. Um, and I, I, the trade thing is one of the biggest you know, issues, I think. I think the difference with trade in that, like, you know, Daniel Hannon, I thought, was a great voice for Brexit and that he yep. constantly... Uh, emphasized wanting to open up free trade to the world. And that's definitely not what Trump um, ran on, though I, I will say it's a low priority issue, I think, for most American voters. It's just, it's not something that I don't know that Trump got elected because of his trade position. No. He got more elected, I think. You know, some people really liked it, some people really hated it, but they saw it as like it's, you know, it's it's way down the list and it was not a top priority. It, it, where Brexit really that was a big focus. I don't know. It, 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 settle this for us, Alexander. I cuz I would say that the trade thing was was probably bigger for the politicians and the elites 
but it was the cultural things and the immigration uh, standards and the living up to rules that weren't weren't coming from England. That was the main force and driver behind Brexit, which which one is accurate or more accurate. So I think the trade aspect is really crucially important. Hmm. And unlike with Trump, where you say it was is more of a minority issue for Brexit on Every single thing uh, all the Brexiters did, it was so we could create a free and open global trading Britain. That's what they said. Um, and Right, but was that what the people were saying? For instance, you could say you could say that uh, Donald Trump, and I don't believe this to be true at all, Donald Trump is a racist that just doesn't like Mexicans. You could say that. You could say that all you want, and uh, that's what you're fighting against. But you wouldn't really be fighting against something that was real, because what the people are saying is, we want to know who's coming across our borders, and we'd like it to be controlled. There's nothing wrong with Mexicans or anybody else from Honduras. It's just we want to make sure that this is a controlled entrance. So are the political elite having that conversation um, about trade, but the people are saying, no, it's more visceral than that. It's about my heritage, my culture, my country. Yeah, sure. So following the, when we did the Brexit referendum on the 23rd of June 2016, um, all the exit polls that persuaded the Leave voters showed the biggest issue was the diplomatic side, the fact that laws were being made in Brussels mm-hmm. um, with very little say from the UK mm-hmm. uh, members of parliament um, and how uh, unelected officials were creating our laws. So that was the biggest. And then beneath that, I would say, then trade and immigration okay. come into the picture. Sovereignty is really, I mean, it, it encompasses yeah. all of these issues. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, trade policy is part of it and immigration policy is part of it. And I think that's what we feel here in America. Remember, we're a collection of states. We're the the union uh, of states. And uh, we're feeling the loss of our sovereignty as states, not not the same. We've lost it a long time ago compared to you guys, but uh, we still feel that loss of individual sovereignty. So let me ask you this. You had a, uh, a British ship taken by Iran. Uh, our Department of State issued a statement said, you know, Great Britain can take care of their own, uh, you know, issues. So it's not something that involves us. How is Boris Johnson uh, when it comes to war? Donald Trump is 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 not a hawk when it comes to war at all. Uh, but he is, t- he is at least a tough talker. Um, where's Boris Johnson? So I'd say Boris Johnson is cu- quite similar in the sense that he doesn't want to be evading Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan anytime soon. He is um, similarly cautious about ground intervention the same way uh, Donald Trump is. And when he was foreign uh, minister... A foreign secretary of the UK between 2016 and 2018. That's when the Russian spy incident in Salisbury happened, when uh, Russian agents were uh, caught using poisonous materials on UK soil and accidentally killed a member of our public. And he was foreign secretary at the time. And instead of uh, trying to jump to military action or any sense, he Gathered the, gathered the nations of the world and in a joint effort under his leadership expelled uh, spies. He got every nation to expel spies from their country. Mm. Um, 
and he was more pushing for sanctions on Russia as opposed to any military intervention, mm. which is, I think, it's definitely wise and in a similar category to Trump. Yeah, I think that's good. Okay, Alexander, thank wait, you. Wait, wait, hold on, one oh. more question before you go, Alexander. So we, we, uh, what I keep reading is if Johnson comes in and tries to do a no-deal Brexit, they will, uh, they will wind up being very upset with him and then call for a new general election and this whole thing could be changed again. Because I, I do not understand the, the scope and the nuance of the parliamentary democracy yeah, let system. Me just, let me boil it down to this. You all seem to have a stick up your butt when it comes to, you know, walking around and, no, I'm tea time. And then once you close the doors, you have somebody, order, order, close the doors, and you just wail on each other. What's the deal, dude? Well, yeah, that's, you're talking about John Burke, the speaker oh of the House of God. Commons, who is famous, Whoa. famous shout order all the yeah. um, So it would be, if a general election is called, it would be because Boris Johnson himself calls it. And the reason he would do that is so that he can get more conservative members of parliament into the government. Um, And what that would mean is he has a greater mandate to pursue Brexit, because at the moment, the conservatives are in power, but they're in power just by a little bit. They're in in a minority government being propped up by other parties. So a general election could be called so the conservatives get a bigger proportion of the vote, and that would give him the power to more easily pursue a no-deal Brexit. And, and so and, and let's just say they go in there and they just fight with each other and they can't come up with any deal, they can't come up with anything. Does it just automatically go into effect a no-deal Brexit on the 31st? Yes, the default setting in law is that we're leaving on the 31st of October. Um, and the only way they could overcome that is if a new law is created. But Boris Johnson and his cabinet and his cabinet will likely be Brexiteers who have committed to the no deal deadline um, will have to sign it off. So, so why would he yeah, why would he call for a general election that he could lose if he if he could just wait and let Brexit go through? Well, that would be it would basically give him more legitimacy and a bigger mandate in the Houses of Parliament. Um, to push forward his agenda as opposed to creating more of an uproar than it would otherwise. And do you think he uh, would win that? I think he would. So when it, between 2008 and 2016, he was mayor of London. And London is a pretty far-left liberal city. And it had uh, Ken Livingstone, who was essentially a Marxist, similar yeah, yeah. Uh, grain to Jeremy Corbyn. And he managed to defeat him by a huge margin. And in the UK... In the European elections, which were held in May, uh, the Brexit party won a huge proportion of the vote. They won 31% of the vote, whereas Conservatives under the Remainer, Theresa May, only won 9%. So what Boris Johnson basically represents is he can unite the Brexit vote to be able to defeat Jeremy Corbyn, because he will unite all of the people who voted for Farage, because he stands on the same policies pretty much uh, in regards to Brexit. Mm-hmm. whilst he maintains the Conservative vote, which should keep Jeremy Corbyn out of power because uh, both the Brexit Party and the Conservatives definitely don't want a Marxist in government, and rightly yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Corbyn is bad news. Um, Alexander, thank you so much. Appreciate it. We'll talk again. Thank you, Aaron. All right, bye-bye. Uh, Alexander Hammond, uh, he is uh, from Young Voices. You can find him at Young Voices.
USCCA has another great offer this week. This is your last chance to win a gun that revolutionized the firearms world. Uh, the United States Concealed Carry Association wants to give you 19 chances to win a thousand bucks to buy a brand new Glock 19. All you have to do is just text the word BECK to the number 87222. Do it right now for info and rules. Go to protectanddefend.com. Confirmation text is going to be sent. Standard message and data rate supply. The Glock 19 is a thing of beauty it is a high-tech polymer frame makes it lightweight makes it comfortable it is renowned for being highly customizable durable and reliable i really like i wish i was a better shot with a glock you know when you when you first start firing a gun you you better like that gun because you'll get good on that gun and then i don't know is anybody else good at two guns because i'm not (laughs) i'm good at the sig and i really like the glock until i bought my brand new sig which i can tell you about some other time um but I just could not get good at the clock. Couldn't. Um, but people who have always carried a clock, they're great at it. Anyway, if you love Glocks, this is the this is the chance. Or if you won your first gun, eight seven two two two. Right now, lock in your nineteen free chances to win one. Just text the word Beck to eight seven two 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 right now. Lock in your entries before it's too late. Do you remember Joe the plumber? Yeah. Yeah. And what was the problem with Joe the plumber? What what was it that Obama said to Joe the plumber that made Joe the plumber so famous? Gosh, was that the you didn't build this maybe or what? no? It was before that. Okay. It was before that. Uh, well, something else has been uh, said. Um, this one by Talib. Listen to this. So recently, I introduced the Boost Act. This legislation completely repeals the GOP tax scam. That is only helping wealthy individuals, the rich, the corporations. And do you know what I did with that money? Do you know what I said? Mm-mm. We're going to go ahead and put it into the uh, pockets of folks like everyday Americans. If you make less than $100,000, you're going to get up to $6,000 in your pocket. And if you make less than $50,000, you're going to get $3,000. That's what we do with our public dollars. We give it back to the people, the people that earned it. Wait, wait. If you make less than $50,000, you are most likely not paying any taxes. You didn't. You're going to take the money from rich people and their taxes to the people who earned it. The the rich people apparently earned it, or you deciding who's worthy of money. More on this coming up. I'm Hillary. That's your four minute buzz, and now here's Glenn and Stu with the final hour of the show. Thanks so much. Uh, Our sponsor this half hour is realestateagentsitrust.com. Over a thousand active agents strong. Five thousand are waiting uh, on a list to be approved to be a part of the uh, to be a part of our realestateagentsitrust.com family. Um, We named the company realestateagentsitrust.com for a reason, because I'm recommending agents to you. And so they have to have a high sense of urgency. Uh, They have to be professional at all times. They have to return calls, do what they say they promise to do. They have to be experts in evaluating the value of the homes in their market. They have to exemplify the truth lives here. Um, I think that's really important. And they also have to have a long track record of performance and success. There are no part-time agents or agents who have poor history. This is my company. I'm recommending these agents, and I'm telling you, these are real estate agents I trust. So you can use them and tell your friends, here's some real estate agents I trust. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and get your home sold fast for the most amount of money. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. The fusion of entertainment 
and enlightenment. I want to show you how far we have slipped. Anybody says it's a slippery slope. Ah, oh, don't believe in a slippery slope. Well, really? That's what progressivism is. Just keep taking one step closer and closer. A slippery slope into what? The goal of progressivism is authoritarianism. They may not call it that, but that's what it is. Bureaucracy that handles everything because the bureaucracy will be smarter than you. Well, how far down the slippery slope have we gone? I'm going to I'm going to show you a mile marker that you probably have forgotten about and then show you today's mile marker. And I want you to notice the difference in reaction from then and now in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, Elizabeth Warren came out uh, yesterday and she said, I I feel there's a correction coming. There's there's a a catastrophe coming. And for the first time, uh, the liberal media bashed her. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, They bashed her for saying, you know, whether it's this year or next year, it's going to come. And she said, I warned about 08. And, uh, you know, and when that come, when that came, you know, everybody, it was too late to do anything about it. So we got to do something about it now. Now, unfortunately, as CNN strangely pointed out, it's her policies that would do a lot to destroy the economy of America. And it's the policies of those who might win power. They're talking about the dismantling of the free market. If this happens, it is all bets are off globally. Hopefully it doesn't happen. But if Trump does win, stays the course, we still are going to have a downturn. Why? Because it's cyclical. We are in the longest recovery in American history. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. But it is going to come down. So when it does... Is it going to be a hard crash or a soft landing? Well, you saw the last one, and I think we're repeating many of the mistakes. You know, there's not the housing market uh, in New York that's the problem. It's now the taxicab medallion market. The banks, when they couldn't make money on the housing market, money hand over fist, they decided to do it with the taxicab medallion market. And that thing's about to crash. That can just take a major city and major banks and tube them. What does that mean? Well, you know what? Once you are prepared, you don't really have to worry about it. Um, You know, you, you have a lot of the pressure off. Do you have gold or silver? Please diversify. I'm not telling you to put everything in. I'm saying 10%. Take 10% out and diversify. Put it into gold or silver. That's what I do. Now, it may not be right for you. I'm not a financial advisor. You figure it out on your own. But please call them today. Please. I know these things. These are the kinds of things. There's somebody right now, and it's probably you, that is is saying, i got to do that today. And then you don't do it. Please do it right now. It takes one quick phone call. All you do is you call them at 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE. Just ask them for all of the information. They'll send it to you. You'll be able to read it. Do your own homework. That's, that's the way you have to do things. You're smart enough to figure it out on your own. 10% of what you have saved, just so when the crap hits the fan, somebody has something left. 
goldline goldline.com 1-866-GOLDLINE 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com So here is uh, Congresswoman Tlaib yesterday, and I want to play first her call for a, a new minimum wage. Now, we just found out that last week Bernie Sanders gave all of his people a $15 minimum wage because they said what they were working for just wasn't enough. He said, OK, you know what? I'm going to raise everybody to the $15 minimum wage because that's what I believe anyway Americans should do. Now, by the way. Now that you only, you know, you're making $15 an hour, I I just want you to know, I I can't afford everybody to work six days a week. So everybody works five days a week. Uh, You know, so, so what do you, so wait, wait a minute, hang on just a second. So now they have to get done all the stuff that they were doing before, but they have to do it in five days as opposed to six days. And that doesn't help their financial situation. What he's saying is now you have time to go get a second job. He also let some people go and some people walked out and said, you're crazy. Now I have to accomplish this in five days as opposed to six. No, thank you. It doesn't work when we say what's going to happen is the companies can't afford that. So they will let uh, lay people off or they will cut back on the days. The left always says that's crazy. That won't happen. They have the money. Well, doesn't Bernie, doesn't he have millions of dollars in the bank? Doesn't he have the money? Why isn't he doing it? Because the math doesn't work. So we just had Bernie Sanders, the king of socialism, prove that just the $15 an hour minimum wage mandate doesn't work. And here's what uh, Rashid Tlaib learned from that. That's why if you were serious in Congress about a minimum wage, you would attach it to the fundamental market. You would attach it to the cost of living. But you shouldn't do that as the federal government because $15 an hour is is death money practically in New York City. But if I was paying somebody $15 an hour uh, in the middle of Idaho or on a ranch in Arizona, that's a lot of money. And, you know, if you're going to do it, it should be state or locally. 
and it should be attached to the cost of living. That way, we don't need anybody to tell us, you need me to change that. Right. It takes them out of it. Right. They're not serious. They're not serious. So it always gives them an axe. So they started doing this $15 an hour. Well, you know, when we started it, it was 15 and that was fine. But now it's $20. It should be $20. But we'll settle for 15 as soon as they get 15. It should be 20 And you need me to fight for you because I was the person that got the 15. What if they get 20? What will happen? 25. Mm-hmm. It's an uh, auction. Exactly. And it's funny because they, the, the blessing of the squad, as mm-hmm. it were, mm-hmm. is they make every argument conservatives have been making forever in full color. What, what do we say? When people were like, oh, you know what? It should go from 7 to $10 an hour. We, we would say, what's next? $15? $20 an hour? And they'd right. say, no, we, we're talking common sense solutions. Right. The second they have power, what is it? $15, $20 an hour. There is no there's, there's no, no end to limit. It. There's no there's, there's no, no end to it. There's no limit to that principle. It's okay. just ever ever escalating. So I want to show you exactly kind of what Stu said that uh, they're saying things right out in the open. And if you remember right, I said while I was on Fox, I they want to tell you they they're dying to mm-hmm. tell you who they are because they believe you're wrong and they're right. So they're dying to tell you that they are socialists. Well, they are saying it now. They're saying it. Do you remember what happened when anyone said anything about socialism? It was racist to claim someone was a socialist. It was scaremongering to call someone a socialist. It was ridiculous to call somebody a socialist. That was the that was the most benign. You're just ridiculous. They're not socialist. Yeah, they are. They're talking about redistribution of wealth. That is a Marxist socialist idea. That's ridiculous. That's hate monger. That's scaremongering. That's racist. If you remember the first time that I really ever heard anyone in my lifetime, because I don't really remember Jimmy Carter, uh, who was a serious candidate, talk about things that had Marxist undertones was this exchange in 2000, I think it was 2008, October of 2008, I believe, uh, when a guy named Joe the Plumber finally got a chance to talk to Barack Obama. Listen. I mean, one way of looking at it is now that you've been more, become more successful. Through hard you, work. Through hard work, you don't want to be taxed as much. Exactly. I, which I understand. But another way of looking at it is 95% of folks who are making less than 250 they may be working hard, too. Yeah. But th- they're being taxed at a higher rate than they would be under mine. So, so what I'm doing is, you know, project, put yourself back 10 years ago when you were only making whatever, mm-hmm. 60 or 70. Under my tax plan, you would be keeping more of your paycheck. You'd be having lower taxes, which means that you would have saved and gotten to the point where you are faster. My attitude is that if, if the economy is good for folks from the bottom up, it's going to be good for everybody. If you've got a plumbing business... Uh, you're going to be better off if you've got a whole bunch of customers who can afford to hire you. And right now, everybody's so pinched that business is bad for everybody. And and I think when you spread the wealth around, it's good for everybody. That was the key. I think when you spread the wealth around, it's good for everybody. <sighs> He's a socialist. He's talking Marxist ideology. <gasps> That's racist to even say that. How ridiculous he only cares about people. I'm telling you now, if you don't pay attention, 
you're going to have socialists in the government and they are going to be coming out of the woodwork. And there's going to come a time when they're not afraid to say they're socialist. That's crazy. You're a danger. How dare you? You're just trying to whip people up into a frenzy. Let me uh, take you to the audio yesterday of Democratic Socialist Rashida Tlaib. So recently I introduced the Boost Act. This legislation completely repeals the GOP tax scam that is only helping wealthy individuals, the rich, the corporations. And do you know what I did with that money? Do you know what I said? Mm -mm. We're going to go ahead and put it into the uh, pockets of folks like everyday Americans. If you make less than $100,000, you're going to get up to $6,000 in your pocket. And if you make less than $50,000, you're going to get $3,000. That's what we do with our public dollars. We give it back to the people, the people that earned it. Hang on just a second. That's what we do with our public dollars. Stu, can you tell me what product the United States government is now selling? (laughs) Because they they have public dollars, dollars that the government has earned. Mm, Those those would be the public dollars, I would assume, because those dollars all came from private individuals and private corporations. That they tax. So those possi- those could not be public dollars. I will say they did print them, though. So oh, maybe they, they are print, Maybe they're theirs. just all printed. Yes. <laughs> we okay. printed them. They're, they're ours. They're ours. We're letting you borrow them. Right. Yeah, sure. Mm. Okay. So she's talking about the public's money now that the government has taken. Now, the government is supposed to take it for things like the common defense. They take these things. And then now they're talking about redistributing them to other people we quote take from the rich and give it back to the people that earned it how can you possibly take money away from somebody and claim someone else earned it unless you're the police and the guy who had the money was a bank robber the people who have the money earned the money That's not the way a socialist sees it. But you'll notice when Joe the plumber got Obama to be even close to socialism, it riled people. Now we're so dead inside to this. They've unmasked themselves that a democratic socialist can tell you exactly what she's planning on doing. And AOC can actually introduce a green bill that has nothing to do with the the environment and has everything to do with And I'm practically quoting from it, end the free market system. And nobody seems to care anymore. Except the media. The media still says these women are not socialists. And technically they're right. They're democratic socialists. It's a rather remarkable time in our country. Unemployment is at historic lows. Mortgage rates are are as well. Uh, and the housing market is stabilized. It makes uh, uh, sense to, to sell your home 
or even buy a home, if you're considering buying or selling, please check out realestateagentsitrust.com. Don't take me uh, at my word on this. These are real estate agents that I trust. You have to do your own homework and see if you trust them. See, just email us and tell us what you, where you are, what you're looking for. And within usually 10 minutes, a real estate agent from that area, your area, an expert in your area, will call you um, or they will contact you via email. And then you interview them. Why should I hire you? This is really important. We don't we don't do that. What's your plan to uh, to sell my home? This is your biggest investment. This is my company and my team has worked diligently every day to ensure that our agents live up to their promise to best serve you with your biggest investment. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Get moving now. realestateagentsitrust.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. I'm amazed. Can we play that Rashida Tlaib audio of the, her tax plan where people with $100,000 are going to get $6,000 back? Can we mm-hmm. play that one more time? So recently I introduced the Boost Act. This legislation completely repeals the GOP tax scam that is only helping wealthy individuals, the rich, the corporations. And do you know what I did with that money? Do you know what I said? What? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We're going to go ahead and put it into the uh, pockets of folks uh, like everyday Americans. If you make less than $100,000, mm-hmm. you're going to get up to $6,000 okay. in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And if you make less than $50,000, you're going to get $3,000. Okay, That's stop. what we do. So this is interesting. This is a trick that the media uses all the time mm-hmm. when they talk about GOP tax plans. Mm-hmm. What they mm-hmm. say is that the benefits go disproportionately to the rich. This is something you'll hear all the time, and mainstream media will parrot it as if it's completely true, Mm -hmm. okay? What they're doing here is something that you can do to the democratic socialist you just heard speak, which is there are two people, one rich person making $100,000 and one poor person making $50,000. Why doesn't the poor person get $6,000 and the rich person get three? So if you take those two together, Mm -hmm. you have $9,000 of tax breaks, Mm -hmm. which go two-thirds of that. Go to the rich person, disproportionately benefiting the wealthy. Mm. This is something you'll hear not from just Democrats, but every freaking mainstream media person who just act as if they don't understand what percentages are. For this particular news story, I'm denying percentages. We don't know how they work. Sure, the percentage (laughs) for the tax break for the rich person is less then the tax break for the middle class person or the poorer person. In fact, that poor person might not even be paying taxes at all. But let's look at the overall total amount. So if someone's paying $10 million in taxes and now they're paying 9.9, they're getting $100,000 in tax breaks where someone who's making 50000 is only getting a $5,000 tax break. That's a 20 times the benefit to the rich person. Now, we all understand that percentages are going to take into effect how much they're paying. They're paying much larger amounts overall. So any tax break at all for someone who's making more would be, you know, uh, uh, disproportionate in that view. And you can even do it to Rashida Tlaib. That's how dumb of a point it is. So, in other words, what you're saying is we should begin to ask Rashida Tlaib and others Mm -hmm. why their tax breaks benefit disproportionately the rich mm-hmm. 
as opposed to the poor. Yeah, because it's the exact same point the media makes against every Republican tax proposal, no matter what it says. Mm. This is the same thing. You can easily do this. I mean, and when you can do it to someone who is... The reason we're playing this clip is not because of this point. The reason we're playing this clip is because she's saying she's taking money from the rich to give it to the people who earned it that are poor. And I, again, like you, the, to follow the logic, it's insane, which is why we're playing the clip. But when you can apply that to a socialist, it shows how ridiculous the point is. It shows that every person in the mainstream media that does it and says those things, knows what they're doing. In reality, they all understand what a percentage is. They're doing it intentionally to mislead you to believe that tax plans are evil and just out to benefit oil executives. Well, yeah, and here's the uh, here's the key. Socialists never make sense. It, you can never you can never get it down to be you know, dollars and cents. Show me, show me, show me how this works. You can never get it there because it doesn't work. And we're seeing this with all of these socialist and, and postmodern theories of there is no gender. Well, hang on. How about this? How about the woman who doesn't want to wax the uh, Mitt Romney of, <laughs> you know, of a transgendered female? <laughs> what, what about that? Well, that's just, you're being ridiculous. No, it, that's what's happening. So it always breaks down at the end because the logic is not sound. That's why nobody wants to teach critical thinking in school anymore. Because if you teach kids how to think, not what to think, how to think, they'll see through this bullcrap in a heartbeat. Back in a minute. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Mm. Did you know that it takes police 45 minutes to respond to a home security alarm? Almost an hour? Now, that's that's not because we have crappy police department. By the way, I've got to talk about the police in New York that are being hosed uh, by people just throwing water on them and water balloons and junk at them. This is this is outrageous. Thank you, Bill de Blasio. But anyway, it's not because the police aren't doing it. It's because that's the way the system works. People, people understand that most times a home security alarm goes off. Uh, it's, a, it's a false alarm. And so it goes to the bottom. It takes about 45 minutes. However, if you have an HD security camera and a, a service like Simply Safe that is going to monitor when, it's, when it trips, the security camera goes on, is this a break-in? They can verify. So when they call police... Your your response time uh, goes from uh, 45 minutes to seven minutes. It's simplysafebeck.com, the best in the business. And you can get a free HD security camera when you order right now, a $100 value. And it's only $15 a month for the round-the-clock monitoring. Go to simplysafebeck.com, simplysafebeck.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go. Use the promo code Glenn. Get 10 bucks off. Watch the Ilan Omar special. It airs tomorrow night. Don't miss it. We have uh, Stephen Kent. He is a spokesperson from uh, Young Voices. He's also the host of uh, Beltway Banthas podcast, which I am appearing on in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about that perhaps if we have time. But he's responding to a Huffington Post story. Behold, the millennial nuns. Welcome, Stephen. How are you? Hey, good morning, Glenn. Good morning. So uh, so tell me about the story from Huffington Post. 
Yeah, well, I think we both read it. Mm-hmm. And this story in the Huffington Post by Eve Fairbanks sort of chronicles this young woman looking at her friend group growing up, all becoming more religious over time, and not only becoming more religious, but becoming Catholic, and then a large amount of them seeking out the life of nuns. And mm. this is in a group of like social media influencer type girls who travel the world. They're lifestyle Instagrammers. They're bloggers. They're the kind who kind of like wear their faith on their sleeve mm-hmm. and do it very loudly and proudly, but really seeking out a life of really rigid boundaries uh, in a way that you just wouldn't expect. You wouldn't really expect this from millennials, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out, and, and Eve Fairbanks looks into this, that numbers are rising across the country that people seeking out the life of nuns is actually dramatically higher than it was years before. And the average age is 24. Uh, blew my mind, but it also makes perfect sense. Why does it make sense? Well, you said this on my podcast over the weekend, uh, that young people are starving for truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, They live in a subjective world. It is a subjective generation by and large, um, where the world today seems to tell you that it can be whatever you want it to be and that there is nothing that is right and wrong. There Mm -hmm. is no black and white. And I think that is not squaring with a certain subset of millennials who are looking for something deeper. I think that eventually... um really falls into recognition of the majority of people, no matter what age you can live that life for a while where, you know, it's just my truth that matters. Uh, but it will cause massive pain in your life. And if you ever want to get out of it, you're going to have to recognize that there are some universal truths that are just not changed. Yeah. There was this, uh, this girl in this study or in this piece that it said that, Um, When she was speaking to the Huffington Post, she said, there is nothing consistent in the secular world. It all is a moving target. Catholicism, by contrast, truth is a fact. And your obligations to other people and God cannot be trumped by personal truth. That spoke to me as well. I mean, this this is sort of the thing that I deal with in my own life, uh, with my own generation. And I think a certain part of the Protestant population, uh, I grew up Presbyterian. I now go to a non-denominational church. And there does seem to be, in this religious community, still a take-it-or-leave-it approach to religion, right? Pick what you want, a la carte. Um, and it's not authentic. And it doesn't really there's, work. There's something wrong there. Yeah. Um, the, the end of the study had talked about um, this, this research that was done by the Barna Group. Mm-hmm. And it showed that millennials, by and large, when they are asked about this issue, uh, millennials of faith, they are asked about this issue, and they prefer traditional churches. They prefer cathedral settings. They prefer the pe- the preacher behind a pew as opposed to standing up and being like a motivational mm-hmm. TED Talk speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, we're swinging backwards. I mean, I think this is this has everything to do with millennials like building carpenter style houses and mm-hmm. wanting craft coffee. Mm-hmm. They don't want Keurig. They want the real thing. Um, and some of them are going very far to find it. Um, none is quite extreme, <laughs> but I think that's the whole point. They're the OMG generation. They do everything a little bit over the I top. I think there's, you know, there's, there's something to be said right now. Um, everything is personalized, you know, in, in somebody's life. You can get it exactly the way you want it. Yeah. Um, I grew up in the generation where McDonald's was like, 
No, it's the Big Mac. That's the way we make it. You don't like it, go it's, pound it's sand. It's in the heating lamp. You, Our Big Macs yesterday were very customized, yeah. I would like <laughs> yeah. to say. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just the way it was growing up because we were still in the, you know, the mass production, you know, uh, world where we thought mass production was great. Because, you know, a hundred years before it hadn't been mass production. Well, now that we've had mass mass production, now we're looking for things that are unique and customizable and and uniquely us. The 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 idea of of swinging back to the old world, I think, starts there. It's it's is something handmade. Is it is it for the individual that kind of stuff makes a difference, and it goes back to um, making things by hand or being quiet. When it, when the world is screaming, there's going to be a, a yearning for a quiet place. When everything is loud and uh, and vibrant, there's something too a big dark cathedral yeah. that is absolutely silent. I mean, it would also speak to the rise in uh, the rise in yoga and meditation as being something that people are seeking out. They're they're tired. They're everywhere they go. They're stimulated, um, and people don't have the discipline now mm-hmm. in their daily lives to actually be in a place of quiet. There's not. Um, I was thinking about this the other day because I think we are at the. I think we're approaching the moment that the Beatles did uh, Revolution, which is 1969. Okay. And 1969 was the year that all this nonsense just started to come apart and fall apart. And um, that was the year of Altamont. uh, And there was stabbings at these peace festivals like Woodstock. Um, We had gone through the shootings of uh, JFK, Malcolm X, RFK, MFK, uh, um, uh, Martin Luther King. uh, And people were sick of it. They were just sick of it. And there was this this moment where the Beatles stepped out and said, you want to hold and carry around pictures of Chairman Mao? We want to change your head anyhow. No yeah. one will follow you. Um, and they made a statement of, you know what? We're not with you. And that one iconic band, even though they had all of this music that was supporting this debauchery, which they don't have now. There is no cultural, um, there's no cultural tie that ties all of this progressivism and, uh, and uh, uh, nonsense of how many genders there are. There's no iconic look or music, you know, like there was in the 1960s. The one thing that accompanied the change was a revival of the churches there was the jesus movement and it wasn't it wasn't it didn't go back to the cathedrals it went to hey you know jesus is a cool guy and jesus that was a good example change my relationship status to in a relationship with the lord (laughs) (laughs) yeah right and that is that's the one thing that's missing when that starts to happen I think it will officially be on the downslope of this insanity. Yeah. I mean, I just relate with this, this entire thing, Um, you know, where I've been on the search for my own 
church for the past 10 years since I, since I left you? home. I'm 29. 29. I'm 29. So I went to college, fell out of church, then tried to get back in, but started going to sort of these like rock band churches, mm-hmm. right? Where mm-hmm. it's like a TED talk and then there's bands playing. I just, I just felt oppressed by the cheese. <laughs> I just I couldn't yeah. do it. And I've just found myself over the time just longing for my Presbyterian church growing up where they sang hymns. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and you were the like the only books, young person yeah. in the pew. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any projectors to show you the words on the screen. Yeah, like and I thought I thought book. I was an outlier, but this entire piece in the post says that is actually a trend right now that is, mm. is swinging. It's really strange because the my faith, if we don't have projectors, it's it's against rules to use projectors. Yeah, it's talk, very traditional, right? Very traditional. Mm-hmm. All old hymns. It's an organ. I mean, it is as traditional as it comes. And a lot of people in my faith are like. Could could we could, can we turn the lights on? Is that possible? The, <laughs> yeah, could we have heat? I mean, uh, and this whole thing has come and gone, or is starting to wane yeah. of the big loud churches. And I I like I, occasionally I, I, going in. I mean, yeah. you go to I'm not as negative as on it, but, but like I think that's the whole point, right? Like, you, but there's good the choice, ones and bad ones. Yeah, the choice is important, right? I think yeah. there's some things that it depends on what serves you best, right? And yeah. what, what and what what uh, furthers the the end mission. And you go to a really good one, though. You go to a really good gateway. Is a good, uh, uh, yeah, but they that in, yeah, the particular yeah. music. And is your really past good. guest, Mark Batterson, I used to mm-hmm. go to his churches when I lived in Washington yeah, yeah, yeah. D.C. Fantastic, yeah, really great, great balance. And that actually was not necessarily the rock band style churches, right. the TED Talk speaker. It was the movie theater church, mm. and I actually really liked that. I connected yeah. with it. Um, just being right there, seat to seat, next to everybody. It was very cool. Um, that was a model that worked for me. A lot of people are going to church's chicken here in Texas, which is... An, it's, it's where I get all of my religious experiences. <laughs> yeah. There's no Man. preaching, but... The- Jesus, this is good chicken. Uh, yeah. Okay. A different. <laughs> Steven, uh, it's uh, good to talk to you. Good to have you in. Wait, wait. Before you go, yeah. Star Wars. What about it? What, what, like, so we have... Your podcast is about Star Wars and politics, like the fusion, yeah, the intersection yeah. of those. What is happening? We have this, the ninth Star Wars coming out. Mm-hmm. This is back to J.J. Abrams, right? It is. Give us a little rundown of like the news of Star Wars, because it's really, I care about it much more than anything Okay, else. Star Wars news. Here we go. All right, so this movie is coming out December 20th, alive. episode <laughs> nine, The Rise of Skywalker. It is going to be good, I think. If, ah! you, if you're trying to come out of The Last Jedi downturn, we're going to end with J.J. Abrams back of the helm as a cinematic guy. Um, and we are going to get a, a more basic approach to Star Wars, I think, that actually rounds this all down. Now, what I want to say is that I'm not nearly excited about Episode Nine as I am about what's coming out on Disney+, Plus, the new Disney equivalent of Netflix here mm. in November. The Mandalorian. How many people in your audience grew up wanting that Boba Fett movie? Oh, wanting yeah. to be the bounty hunter. Oh, yeah. Well, now you're going to get it, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. The Mandalorian stars Pablo Pascal from Game of Thrones. And it's going to be an Old West style sort of desert uh, flick where uh, the Mandalorian bounty hunter, unnamed at this point, is roaming an imperial owned planet. Uh, to hunt down sort of like people oh. deserting the empire. Oh, right? I'm all in on this. I'm all in. <laughs> I mean, that's mm. all that you need from Star Wars. I'm going to have to get point. another subscription. Oh, yeah. I'll cancel the police. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's all that you need. <laughs> that's amazing. That one sounds great. Oh, yeah. So a, 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 it's not Boba Fett per, per se, but it is no. a bounty hunter. Yeah, movie. just another Mandalorian. All right. Yeah. And you said the guy who did, Ryan Johnson did the last one. He which did. Wasn't, he did. It wasn't and great. he was slated for his own trilogy that was going to uh, start in a brand new timeline, not involve Skywalkers. There were Rumors it might be the old republic where you mm-hmm. had like Jedi armies and Sith mm-hmm. armies, mm-hmm. Um, but 
Disney went back on the agreement and they have actually moved away from doing another movie with Ryan Johnson. Why? Um, uh, well, I mean, you just have to assume that the last Jedi just was Suck. so, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was so tough. So, okay, so, many so, people. so is this yeah. the, do we know is this is the last of the original story? That is what they say. Right. But, Kind of, they always say this yeah, about different right, movies. Right. Like, no, we are done with this. J.K. Five years later, there'll be another right. one. Right. But they they have been very clear that the Skywalker story, as we know it, that's the cl- that's the standout quote. Mm-hmm. As we know it, is over after Episode Nine. Well, and who's then, left? There is no one left. Right. And that's <laughs> so. It and kind that, of really. But that goes. Last but time. that goes to the whole name, the rise right. of Skywalker. Who are they talking about? Mm-hmm. And then I have my theory. Would you like to hear it? Oh. Can I take a break and come back? <laughs> oh, I got to take a I break. Don't know. I don't know. Do we want a theory though? I feel like sometimes uh, the... I love theories. Right, I okay. love theories. Okay. Loves it. One, one, uh, one minute. Hang on. <laughs> it's American financing right now. Anyone who has a mortgage or is buying a home has incredible opportunities in front of them. Interest rates dropping again. We have a chance to lock up a fixed rate, low interest mortgage. Uh, let's, uh, uh, let, let's think about this. If you have a mortgage over 4% or you're in a variable rate loan, you need to call American Financing for a mortgage review. Just a 10-minute phone call can save you tens of thousands of dollars over the term of your loan. Look at the entire financial picture. What bills are you paying? What could be consolidated or paid off? Trust American Financing to make sure you get the right loan for your family. But I caution you, get your financial house in order now. These financial rates, I mean, I I have no idea. Uh, These rates could go away at any time. Data now shows that mortgage rates are so low that almost 6 million borrowers can save money with a mortgage refi. Family-owned and operated, they only employ salary-based mortgage consultants who work for you and not the bank. So call American Financing now at 800-906-2440. That's 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.com. Org. All right. Give us Stephen Kent, Young Voices, host of Beltway Banthas podcast. What's who is the last Skywalker? Well, the rise of Skywalker, I believe, is going to be about the class of a new kind of force user. A year ago, we convened on your show to talk about the possibility of a gray Jedi. This sort of goes back to old Star Wars myth that there would be somebody who could walk between the light and the dark. And we were like, hmm, we don't know about that. That sounds kind of subjective, right? Like Disney's Disney's doing away with good and evil. Mm -hmm. But the theory goes that Rey is going to walk away from all of this with Kylo, with the ancient texts of the Jedi, and be able to form a new class of Force user called Skywalkers. This actually has roots back in old Star Wars books that are no longer factual Mm. or no longer canon, as they say. Um, The Skywalker will be its own class of Force user, and that will blend both the good of the light and part of the good sides of the dark. Hmm. The good sides of the dark. Yeah, the good sides of the dark. Sounds um, like a being democratic able, socialist. Yeah, being able to use your emotions, right? And that's kind of what undermines oh, okay. the Jedi so often is that they're walled off from feeling and walled off from emotion. And that's what the dark side preaches to okay. excess. I thought Imagine it was an ends justify the means sometimes. Well, that's what we don't know, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I thought it was going to be uh, people who actually save lives but can act. 
because mm. then you had the Ooh. good side of the dark side yeah. and the good of the good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of the light side. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, My, that's... Uh, Mark Hamill critique right there. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, you root for the guy, but it's it's just... It's tough. It, I mean, especially it's in that tough. original three, which are like... Well, I had love, a hard time but... when they had Carrie Fisher out in space. I wanted oh, her just to float oh, away. The government is not coming away. for your guns. No. <laughs> Hamill is coming for your guns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Stephen. Appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. It. All right. Don't forget, tomorrow, our special, our one-hour special on Elon Omar, tomorrow at 5, only on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Sign up now, use the promo code Glenn, and you're going to save 10%. blazetv.com slash Glenn. You're listening to Glenn Beck.